Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast. Real stories of women who went from feeling like they would never make it in the online space to creating way more money and freedom. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that helps female entrepreneurs bust through self-doubt and fear so that they can have wildly profitable online businesses. I personally entered the online space insanely confident in my ability to coach women and have a thriving business. And yet when I couldn't sign a client to save my life, it was insanely frustrating. I speak to women every single day who have this experience, and I'm here to change the conversation so that you can step into your confidence and make more money doing work that you are here to do on this planet. Join us for season five, where you will hear 12 women's stories with creating their own thriving businesses and what it actually looks like behind the scenes to do so. We dive deep into topics you will not find in front-end marketing that will give you tips, tools, and a whole lot of permission to do life and business your own way, while also feeling less alone and growing your income and your impact. So my name is Sumia and I run a creative boutique called Digital Narrative and I focus it on creating dreamy brand narratives for brands with a focus on lifestyle, fashion and beauty. Other than that, I'm also an author and I'm doing my PhD at the moment. So talk to us about how comparisonitis has shown up in your life and business. Oh my God, I mean... I feel like that's everyone's like first response. They're like, well, how long do you have? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also, so I, I mean, like I do branding, copywriting and social media management. And I feel like suddenly everyone does that. Like God knows, like everyone and their grandmother is a social media manager now. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much competition out there. I don't even know where to get started. And then I'll start like going onto everyone's page and comparing myself and being like, oh my God, they just started like, I don't know, they just started their Instagram profile a few weeks ago and they've got like, I don't know, a thousand followers more than me and their content is amazing. How did they think of that? And like, you just go into this really terrible cycle of again, consuming too much. It's always the fact that you're consuming too much and that is a very dangerous territory. It's very important to find a balance where you're, you're on Instagram to do work and then you're off it. You're not on it all day scrolling in the name of work because it does not work like that, even if you're a social media manager. So yeah, it got to a point where I was comparing myself to everyone right and left, changing my Instagram feed, my website every two weeks and literally <laughs> changing my bio. Like, oh my God, I need to keep up. Actually, this is not this is so not me. Oh no, no, this actually resonates more with me. Actually, I want to copy this person. And it's just... It's a disaster when you start comparing yourself and then taking elements from other people who are not you. You are your own person. And it's like, how can you try to mask yourself as someone else and expect results? You're not going to, even if that person is so successful, you are not them and they are not you. You have to have your your own USP and you have to capitalize on it. So gosh, comparisonitis came in so many different forms and faces. And it also projected in my business in so many different forms and faces and affected it at the same time. I found myself less, like I resonated less with who I wanted to help with my brand, with my like mission and vision and values. And as I said, started doing what other people were doing. And then when it came to my clients, I was promising them stuff that I did not do that. It was not me. I was just trying to be someone else. Thank God I kind of pulled out of that and snapped out of it really quickly. But it didn't come at the beginning, to be honest. It came more like at the middle 
yeah, it came sort of like mid-journey when I started following more people in the industry. So first, when I got started, I didn't know about this whole online world where literally everyone knows everyone nearly. Like it's, it's like almost incestuous. Like there are so many connections that you can make, relations and so on. And you're like, oh, that person's that person's coach and that person's that person's social media manager. And you're like, whoa, it's like this web. So once I got into that web, I was like, oh crap, this is dangerous. I am not good enough. Do I want to do this? Have I got come into the game too late? What am I doing? Who am I? Oh gosh, the questions. And there's no answer. There's a lack of answers. And that's what kind of maybe gave me anxiety and gave me those moments of confusion and doubt and so on, because there are no answers to, you know, why am I not this other person? How can I achieve what this other person is achieving? Because you can't. You kind of just have to find your own way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is just such a slippery slope, like you talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think to me now, the more I navigate it, the more it's like, okay, how can I just allow it to happen? Like it's human nature to compare in some mm-hmm. fashion. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I catch it, I'm just like, nope. I'm not going to like go down that rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. but I don't judge Mm -hmm. myself anymore for those moments where I do compare because I think then that's also like so much worse because then you're beating yourself up for the fact that you've like compared yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Versus like, eh, I'm doing that thing again. I know it's not helpful, so I'm going to choose to stop. Yeah. And as you said, that all comes down to mindset work as well. You have to be able to recognize your patterns and recognize your thoughts and be able to act upon them. And there's a lot of that in like being an entrepreneur, which we don't kind of like know from the beginning, like in the beginning, we just think we need a certain skill set. Like, let's say writing. Okay, I know how to write. I'm going to become a copywriter. Boy, oh boy, do you need a million other things to be able to be an entrepreneur. And one of them is mindset work, which is very hard to kind of like learn. And, you know, you fall a lot and then stand up and then fall and stand up. And it's just this constant journey. But when you get to this like sweet spot, it's again a point where you're able to recognize your patterns and thoughts and react to them in a healthy way like you said yeah which i think is so important always to remember because the patterns don't always go away i mean i think we can eliminate certain patterns in our life but the reality is like we're humans we're always going to have yeah. things and so the more gracious we can be with ourselves and kind of like oh i see this unhelpful thing i'm doing again like, okay, yeah. I'm going to like, you know, use my tools to navigate through this as the best way that I can. And 100%. that's okay. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. So if somebody's really caught in the comparison, you know, and I think sometimes it can go parallel with the paralyzed thing where they're like comparing and then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. Who am I? How can I do this? And then they're really not making any movement. Do you have any tips or insights of what you would tell someone? I have this little folder on my phone um, called Kind Words and I screenshot everything that's been said about the work that I've done for clients or cute messages that they've sent me or appreciation posts or like even personal messages like, you know, you can do this or whatever motivational messages from my family or friends, whatever it is. I put them in this little folder that I revisit every now and then and it instantly makes me smile like within minutes. Like I just go through them like, okay, I feel good again. So kind of like just having a, spa- a safe space to retreat to, be that, you know, a folder in your phone or a book that kind of ignites that passion in you that you had when you first started. I don't know, a form of meditation or kind of like a sequence that you go back to 
basically it's almost like going back home. I don't know if you know Derek Scott's poem, I think it's called Going Back Home or something like that. And he talks about how one goes back home to themselves and revisits their thoughts and opens the fridge in their minds and is able to kind of like, you know, when you go home and you relax, you need to go back to that home in your mind where you first started everything and where you believe in yourself and when you trust your instincts. And most of the time we're outside of that home, we're, we're, we're kind of like, in the suburbs kind of like peering at other houses and it's important to kind of like go back and be like I'm going to close the door for a bit and I'm just going to think about why I started my why my reasons um my passions and everything um, I love that so much because I mean more and more I'm like the work is really unlearning all yeah. the stuff that you know the world has put on us that's not who we are and mm-hmm. so exactly how you said that like that's such a beautiful way to think about that of like basically returning to who you, who you are, right? Like who you yeah. know to be and your why, which is going to keep you going even on like the hardest of days. If you can 100%. really get into that vision of like, why did I start this work in the first place? It's yeah, it's very uh, easy to forget that along the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. My name's Tamika Carpenter Carlton. I am an entrepreneurial mom of five children, ages two to 19, three with special needs. And I help female entrepreneurs. I help them scale their business using systems and processes so they work smarter and not work harder. Love it. I'm so glad you're here. You are one busy woman. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So talk to us about when in your business or if it currently is a thing, because I think a lot of us continue to struggle with these things. They don't just necessarily go away. But when has comparisonitis showed up in your business? I think it started in the initially in the beginning where I always compared myself to other people, other big influencers, like what they were doing. I always compared like the products I had, the services I had, you know, like because they were making, you know, the money I wanted to make or they had the audience I wanted. So I always compared myself to them. And even now, sometimes I compare myself like where I am now to like, am I doing it right or am I not doing it right? So it's always a thing. A lot of entrepreneurs have it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just so important to normalize it because- Anything that we're feeling, we can feel so alone in, but when we're willing to, you know, raise our hands and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, we always can find somebody that is too, right? Like if we're willing to go first and say something. Oh, of course. I think that's the biggest issue is that a lot of people don't want to raise their hand because they're afraid to because they feel like, oh, I'm just like in my own little world, but you're not like so many people are feeling like this because it's a, it's a thing. It's common. Absolutely. And that's the the whole purpose of why I have my podcast the way that I do, because I think it's easy to hear one person's story and to say, yeah, 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 but that's her. But then when you hear four people struggling with the same issue, it's more normalizing. And you're like, okay, certainly I'm not alone in this. Oh, yeah, of course. I think it's a great topic to talk about because it's something that's not talked about. And it's like a common thing. (laughs) In the industry. Yeah. So what advice do you have or would you give to somebody that's like really in the thick of comparisonitis so much so that maybe they're unable to take any action in their business? 
what I would tell them is just stay in your zone of genius. Just do what it is that your specialty is. Don't worry about somebody to the left of you. Don't worry about somebody to the right of you. Just stay focused and just think about your why. Why did you start your business? Why did you even want to remotely help the people and serve the people you wanted to serve? And think about it in that way. And just do what you're, you're gifted to do and you were put on this earth to do. It's so magical, right? When we can step into our own power and show up in that energy versus the like, oh my gosh, look at what she's doing. How come I haven't done that? Or what is wrong with me? You know, which is easy to slip into. But then once we get back into our power, like that's where the magic is. Oh yeah. When you're in your and when you're magically doing what it is that you love to do, there's no stopping you. There's no comparison to anyone else because nobody can do what you do like you do. Yeah. Do you use any type of like evidence lists or looking at testimonials or like, is there kind of a hack that you use to remind yourself of like why it is that you're doing what you're doing and what you get out of it and other people get out of it? I think for me, I journal a lot. So I journaled my, from when I started up until this point. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I go back and I remind myself of where I started to where I am now And I celebrate my wins. I celebrate the things and the milestones that I have accomplished because what's meant for me is meant for me. And what's meant for you is meant for you. And that's how you have to look at it. That's so beautiful because that celebration is such a good energy to be in, right? Like, and it's easy to get in the trap. I think, especially the longer we're in something to then dismiss the like quote unquote smaller wins because we're like, oh, that's not really a big deal anymore. But the more we can just embrace all of it and celebrate all the things, I believe that energy is contagious. Oh yeah, of course. And sometimes the smaller wins are normally your bigger wins because Mm -hmm. those are the ones that really affect your business more than anything that you'll ever imagine. Literally, I'm firsthand, I'm telling you firsthand because I know like all the things that I looked over. And then when I started to look back of my journey, I'm like, it was the things that I didn't really pay attention to. And I was like, wow, like, look how far I've came. So was there a point where you like weren't celebrating or weren't really focused on those smaller wins? And then you finally decided like, okay, I need to focus on these little wins. Yeah, of course. I, I think for me, like a year and a half of my business, I didn't celebrate my wins. I didn't celebrate anything. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I started getting validation from people and I started, people started noticing me and were like, oh, hey, you're the girl that does, or hey, I see you here. And then it's like, you look back and you're like, wow, look how much progress I've made from then to now. So it just makes you like appreciate all the little things that I did and that you should have done in the beginning of your business that makes you super, super special and different. So good and so powerful to have other people reflect that to us. And then almost like a wake up call too, to be like, oh, I'm living this like really cool life and doing cool things. If I'm not celebrating it and embracing it, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like, then it's like, what's the point? (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to, like, celebrate anything else if I'm not celebrating my own? And I think that's what you should be doing. 
I couldn't agree more. I like now I love it. I, you know, always have my clients tell me their celebrations and we celebrate them together. And then I really encourage them to celebrate because it is that energy that once we're in that place, we then get more of that thing too. Like I really believe it attracts more of it. Oh, it does. And it, and it helps you mentally to like mentally focus on the abundance of the things that are coming your way versus all of the, like the negative stuff or the stuff that you didn't do or wasn't even in your cards at that time. So it definitely does. It does. I agree. Hi, everyone. I'm Simona, and I'm a mindset coach. I help heart-centered entrepreneurs um, shift their mindset and master their mindset so they can live more confident and, and empowered lives. Talk to us about how comparisonitis has shown up in your business. Oh, my goodness. If I honestly think that comparisonitis shows up in, like, it shows up everywhere. And I think that, you know, you'd, you'd be silly to think that nobody goes through this or that you're the only one that experiences this. For me, comparison, I just was a lot online in the online world, especially like Instagram. And I would sit and I would like look at all the other everybody else was doing and being like, am I, am I doing enough? Like, is my mm -hmm. product good enough? Is my coaching good enough? Am I a good coach? And it sent me like on this like complete spiral of, am I good enough to be doing this work? And I think that that's the thing with comparisonitis is comparisonitis kind of gives you this, like, I don't want to say like an excuse, but it gives you this ability to think that what you do, like that you're not worthy of having what you want and you're, you're not able to achieve what it is that you want to do. Comparisonitis really like sneaks in there and makes you feel lesser than based on, you know, what everybody else is doing. And I think that, you know, for me, but also things that I've seen in clients and things that I've seen just online, I think that it makes people operate out of a place of like ego and a place of like, I've got to one up or I've got to do this differently, or I've got to show up even harder. I've got to hustle even more and I've mm -hmm. got to do all these different things. And I, I don't necessarily think that that's, that that's the case. Like, I think that you can have a business that's fun and I think that you can have a business that's easy, but, and I think that it's shifting that comparisonitis, right? Like shifting it from looking at it as like, um, as something negative or looking at it as something that is going to hinder you. In, you know, instead of looking at it that way, maybe thinking of it as like, how is the way that everybody else is doing it? How does it serve me to look at it that way? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Cause I think there's the healthy comparison versus yeah. the unhealthy comparison. And yeah. to me, there's a guy named Chase Jarvis. I don't know if you know Chase, but he owns Creative Live. It's one of the like biggest platforms for creatives, but I just remember, and I refer clients to this article a lot because he talks about the difference between the negative and the positive and how like comparing in learning is a really healthy thing. And so mm -hmm. when we can look at like other people's success and be inspired and be driven and those types of things, it's super helpful for us. Yes. But it's, it's when that not enoughness shows up that that's when it's unhealthy. And then it's like, how do we get back to the core of who we are, trusting we are enough? And, you know, doing any, like, again, any type of like shadow work or things that we need to integrate of ourselves that we don't feel like we are enough and then show up in the world because, exactly. you know, like those are the things that the lies of, especially the internet try to teach you, like you're not enough, your product's not enough, all the things are not enough. 
Exactly. And I think that this is what I love so much about mindset work um, is that everything comes back down to mindset work, especially this topic, because, you know, we all have this desire. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do have this <laughs> desire to, to have more in your life in, in not even in a way of like, you know, oh, I want all of these things, just like more fulfillment, joy, contentment, more happiness, and all of these different things. But I love what you said with the difference between the comparisonitis, how, you know, there's a positive side and there's a negative side. Because I think when you think of it on the positive side, there's so much to learn from other people. There's so much that other people can teach you, you know, celebrating with other people when they're winning is amazing. And I think that the more you do the work on yourself, the more that you're able to say, Hey, Carrie, I saw your post online that you had a really incredible week and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this. I'm like, how did she do this from a way that's inspired and fulfilled as opposed to, oh my God, how did she do that? What is wrong with me? Why can't I do it? They're completely two completely different stories. Yes. And that, that's exactly it. Right. And I think most of us, when we get really honest with ourselves, like we can physically feel the difference in our body of like those two things, at least I know I can. And I like talk to clients about it all the time because it's like, we have to get into our body in order to change a lot of this too, right? Because we have to like experience it and repattern our nervous system and how we're showing up. And so it's like noticing those triggers because most of us know when they're like trigger points because we feel them somewhere in our body. And then it's like, okay, how do we look at this? And usually it's from a place of disempowerment because we feel like, well, that's not possible for me is ultimately like what it comes down to. Exactly. And you know, even when I was just saying that example of, you know, the two different things like, oh, you know, the, the example that I was giving you, even just saying that and saying them in two different ways. The mm-hmm. one that's inspired and the one that has the positivity behind it and the one that has the genuine care and kindness behind it feels different on the inside. It mm-hmm. feels expanding and it feels mm-hmm. like the energy that you want to bring back into your life, right? What you put out, you get back. And so if you want to sit and constantly compare yourself to other people and how not good enough you are, that's what you're going to get back. But when you're ready to take the dive and look into the parts that aren't so great and the things mm-hmm. that aren't so lovely, you know, that's when you start to shift that story. That's when you start to live in a more empowered place. And then you're able to actually like collaborate with people and build up your community in an aligned way because there's no competition in a yeah. negative way. <laughs> right. Like you, like you don't feel threatened by it. Yes, I think it's, exactly. you know, it's that different space that you can feel too. Cause you're like, no, I want you to win. And like, especially when you're talking to other coaches and things of people doing very similar work, you're not like, oh my gosh, is she going to pick me or her? It's like, it doesn't actually matter. I'm here to help people change their lives. And so like the more resources, the better. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because like I said, you know, like I was saying before, it's like you are meant to attract all the people that you're meant to attract. You are meant to have in your space, everyone that is meant to be there. And I really, I honestly really believe that. And it took me a long time to believe that concept and to really, you know, understand what that meant. But it's like when it's sort of like when you sort of let go of your expectations and you let go of how things are going to happen, you welcome in space for things to just happen the way that's meant to happen. And you take that through, you take the power away of something not working out properly. So I think that it's, I think that it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you say to someone that maybe is feeling a bit disempowered around this and feels like really trapped in the comparison place? Do you have a piece of advice you would give someone? 
Yeah, I love that question. And I really think that it would be try to understand where those feelings are coming from. And one of the, I like to question everything. And my favorite question is why? Why do I feel this way? Why is this making me feel this way? Why am I worried? Why am I fearful? Why am I not feeling good enough? Why? Like, what is the why? It, it might come down to I'm feeling this way because I think that my business is never going to make it. And I'm watching this person succeed or this, it could be, you know, because their content is amazing. And I don't think that mine is because no one reacts to it. But then it's like, you have that thought, you understand why and where it's coming from and then prove it wrong. Mm -hmm. So understanding, is that story true or is it just a story that you're telling yourself? So something that I like to do when I have thoughts like this and some things that I tell my clients as well is take that thought, understand why you're having that thought and then prove to yourself if it's true or not. So is it really true that your business is not successful? And you start to write out, write out, actually, no, I signed on two clients this month and I did this this month. And it brings you back to that place of like celebration and the place of like, you know, your wins in that kind of thing. So I would say like sit with it and understand where it comes from. It's a long winded answer, but sit with it and understand where it comes from and then prove it to yourself, prove to yourself if it's actually the truth or if it's just a story that you're making up. Because a lot of the time it ends up being a story that we think is true based on things that people have told us in the past, based on, you know, ideas that people have about us, based on, you know, your family not approving of your business, based on people thinking that it's silly or stupid to do what you do. And those stories get ingrained in us. And then in turn, we take those stories and we put them sort of out into the world as truth for us when they're not necessarily true. So take a look at your comparisons. Why are you comparing yourself and what truth is there in the comparison? I love that because I think that's exactly, I mean, that's what I would say to someone too, if I kind of frame it in the sense of like build your evidence list, right? Yes. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And so I'll have clients like literally be like, okay, we're going to plaster this next to your computer or on your mirror so that you see it as often as possible because our brain just lies to us all day long. All day. You know? <laughs> and once we understand that, it's like, oh, I could just catch myself in my lies faster and know that it doesn't have to be fact. Exactly. And so I think it's just, it's doing whatever you have to do to get yourself into a more empowered state and knowing that like, that is the hardest part, but then the action and all the things are like super easy, which I know can like piss people off. But to me, it's like, once you have belief, it's like super easy to go do the things. Exactly. And I think that it's so hard for people to take the action because the belief is the part that people don't want to sit in. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh my God, like, yes, of course it's so easy for her to go and do this, this, and this, but it's like, yes, but it's easy because that person has taken the time to like sit with the stuck and sit with like the uncomfortable feelings and actually take them and like shift them. And then they can go and take the action that they wanted to. It all comes with work. We think that it comes easy, but it does not come easy. And we think that mindset work is done and it never is. It's always something we work on. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so true. I am Clara Capano, and I am the owner of Sunspire Consulting. I am a a speaker, a trainer, a published author, and a business coach. And I really focus on working with working women and helping them find not only purpose in their business, but making sure that they're not losing sight of their life along the way as well. Amazing. Talk to us about this lovely word called comparisonitis. 
When I say that, I mean kind of the non-helpful version of comparing, because I think there's a very healthy version of comparing where we're seeing what somebody else is up to and we use that as inspiration of what's possible for us. But when I use the term comparisonitis with a little bit more of the negative, like mental spirals that come with it. So tell us how that has or continues to show up. And I love that word. I think that is a beautiful word. And I think, you know, so many times we feel we have to be like everybody else. And we are all created perfectly imperfect. You know, I imperfect the way that I am made. You are perfect the way that you made. And we need to hone that and own it. Because if I tried to show up as you, I might have success, but it's not going to be long-term because I'm not you. And nobody can do you better than you do you. And so I think it's really important to, again, look at the success that people are having as a reference point, but not as a place of residency. And, you know, there's a wonderful book out there. It's called The Go-Giver, and it's written by a gentleman named Bob Burke. And one of the things that he talks about in there is the law of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And sharing the story of a woman and she was in real estate and how she was not having success, but she was doing all the right things that her, her mentor and other successful agents were doing. But because she wasn't showing up in her own authentic way, it Mm -hmm. wasn't connecting. So she had finally made the decision to leave the industry and just go do something else. So on her very last day, she went and she showed a piece of property and she was just like, I don't care. I'm out of here anyway. So she just showed up as her authentic self and bam, you know, made the sale. And so I think, you know, we have to be cautious. We can learn a lot from others, but again, using it as a reference point, because we don't want to live by somebody else's rule book. We have to live by our own rule book. And as I mentioned earlier, one size does not fit all. So you have to be able to be very true to who you are. And there are so many great people out out there having success, you know, but they all do it a little differently and you will find the right people for you. For most people, like even for myself in coaching, I don't need 50,000 coaching clients. You know, what I need to do is I need to find the right ones for me and the ones that I truly can connect with and help. And the other ones, they will find somebody else. Some may work with you. Some may work with Tony Robbins. Some may work with Gretchen Rubin. You know, they will find the right ones. But you can't always compare because when you do that, not only does it hold you back, but resentment comes in. You know, you lose your passion. And people, like you mentioned earlier, people feel that energy and they feel that you're sort of just calling it in and they feel that you're not being authentic. Yeah. And it's so easy to get caught in it, right? Like I find myself easily caught into it. Like I find in general, I don't compare all that often, but then I do in certain areas or I'll catch myself on social media and it's so easy to go down that spiral. And then all of a sudden I feel really crappy. I'm like, what am I doing? I am in this amazing place, but then I don't feel like it. I don't see any of my own results. And all I see is everyone who's making more money, having more influence, all the things you know, and, and to me, it's just, how can I step away from that? Like, I really then try to get as conscious as I possibly can of, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out if I can really get into the energy of celebrating them. And if I can't, yeah. then it's like, shut down the computer, walk away. Because ultimately, I want mm-hmm. to be somebody that's cheering on other people because I believe in abundance, but it can creep in so quickly. So 
I wonder if, right. if you find the same or if you have, you know, tricks or tips of like when you find yourself in that comparison place of what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's human nature, you know, and especially with social media, you know, people are posting mostly the good stuff. So again, oftentimes we yep. see the highlight reels of somebody's life and not the backstory of everybody's life. One of the things that that really worked for me is changing the definition of the results that I was looking for. I think it's very easy to look for the results in, did I get the sale? Did I make money? Did I get a new client today? And some days that happens and some days that doesn't. But what I truly try to look at is what is my real job? And at the end of the day, my job is not selling anything. My job is building relationships. My job is serving others and being a resource to other people. And if I do my real job, everything else is a byproduct of that. If I show up and am a resource to people, if I add value to people, then I will get clients, then I will get speaking engagements, then people will buy my books that I do. So you have to start looking at what are the results that you really want to have. So at the end of the day, rather than looking at the end of the day saying, did I get a new client? Did I get a contract signed? Did I book a gig today? I ask myself, who did I serve today? How was I a resource to people today? What are three good things that happened today? Because that allows me to not only have a practice in the morning of starting my days with gratitude, which is what I do, but also ending my day with gratitude. I call it bookending your days, but it really helps to ground me on the right results because this way, every day I have wins. Every day is a success because I'm showing up doing the right things. I love that so much. Honestly, have found myself just starting to do that more recently. Like I'm really good. I, I practice gratitude. I journal all those things in the morning and I have a really great morning routine. But at night I find I'm not celebrating my wins or celebrating things I'm proud of because it is so easy to get trapped in that thinking of, well, did I sign a client? Did I have this tangible result? And so more recently, I decided I was going to write down one to three things a day that I was proud of. And it didn't matter what they were. Like they could literally be anything big or small. But also because I think we just forget. We don't have the best memories. And so when you have it, you know, and I do this with clients all the time of making them write down tangible things and keeping them somewhere they can look at because our brain loves evidence And so if you can keep a record of those small wins, they compound over time. And then when your brain Mm -hmm. is telling you lies of, you know, you're a failure and you're unsuccessful and, you know, comparing to everyone else on the internet, you can go back to that list and be like, hey, only a week ago, I did this and this and this, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can actually pull that evidence for yourself. It is. And, you know, I do a weekly business plan with myself on Sundays to get myself prepared for the week. And one of the things that I do is I write down what were my wins so that as I go through, I can, you know, especially we talk about that 90 day cycle, I can start to think, okay, over the last 90 days, what was I able to accomplish? But those are great things to do. And then also, I am a big fan of doing handwritten notes. And as a result, I get handwritten notes and I do like to keep those because they do mean a lot. And on the days that I'm not feeling particularly stellar about myself, I can go back and recall, you know what, here was somebody that I was able to help and serve and connect with. And I think it's important to have those little triggers because those gremlins in our brains, they do like to wreak havoc on us and making sure that we're being able to say, no, 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 that's not the reality. That's a moment in time. We all have down moments, but I'm not going there. Yeah. And obviously it's, it's so prevalent, like we talked about in social media age, it's not a new phenomenon, right? We think about like 
how often this has been the case and especially generations ago when it was you don't talk about anything and so you have to have your very public appearance versus you know what maybe actually goes on in private and it's no right. different now it's just people are sharing their highlight reels and we have to always remember that and i also think through the marketing lens is what's like really helpful for my brain and i coach a lot of clients around too because it's so easy to get caught in only seeing the front end of people's businesses. Absolutely. But there's mm -hmm. always a backstory. There's always more. Always. You know, and again, we're seeing somebody maybe 5, 10, 15 years into success, especially when we're new. And we forget, you know, what was their first year like? I'm sure they had a lot of bumps along the way, you know, their first year. And so a lot of times when I'm asking, when I'm working with people, and they're looking for others that have success, I tell them, don't necessarily look at somebody who's been doing what you're doing for 20 years. Find somebody that's been doing it for maybe three to five years because they remember what it was like, you know, and are a little bit closer to it. And it's a little bit more attainable to have some of those real discussions. Yeah, that's very true. And I also like to always caution people, you know, like think about not to be like ageist, but think about the age of somebody. Let's say they had a career and they were doing very similar work, but then they launched their online business. They're not starting at day one. Sure, they're starting in the online space right. at day one, but they had this career doing something for 15, 20 years prior. Mm -hmm. So you, you always have to take things with a grain of salt of what someone's experience yeah. is. Absolutely. And again, you know, some people, again, have a lot more support financially, emotionally than other people. You know, I look at people a lot of times when I coach them and they're comparing, maybe they're a mom with three kids and they're comparing themselves to somebody that doesn't have any kids. Well, there's a lot of different time commitment and things that go on, you know? So again, you have to really make sure that when you are looking to learn from others, trying to find people that are a lot more similar or at least taking those things into account to make the adjustments that you need to adjust. Yeah, very, very good points. Very good points. Anything else you would like to add on comparisonitis and what's been helpful for you? You know, I think again, being kind to yourself, you know, we can beat ourselves up. We talked about, you know, the self-talk that we have and the gremlins that are running around. You know, we talk to ourselves so negatively, you know, and we have to really learn that. And that's why I love the gratitude practice. I love the journaling but we need to learn to forgive ourselves. And early on in my career, one of my mentors, you know, we would, we would have what we called golden moments. We didn't have mistakes. And we actually had to tell every week in our accountability meetings, what was your golden moment this last week? And it was teaching us not to be ashamed of our mistakes because mm -hmm. mistakes are wonderful. That is how we learn. So I think really looking at, you know what, you're going to make mistakes for the rest of your life. And rather than beating ourselves up for it, what can we learn for it and how can we go forward? So I think just, you know, really learning to say, you know what, I'm pretty good. I am not perfect by any means, but I'm a good person. And I am just not going to, you know, feel guilty about not being perfect because I never will be perfect. So I think just learning to, you know, love yourself, accept yourself and forgive yourself for those moments when you fall and get back up and just really focus. Did you do your best? doesn't matter if you get everything done. Did you do your best? Yes. Love and accept yourself is always the work. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Thank you so much for being on, Clara. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure.
Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is an honor to be in your ears each and every week. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And will you go ahead and do me a quick favor? Go over and leave us a review so that people can easily find this show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift you can make today in your business to make more money and impact, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and sign up for a free 30-minute call. Can't wait to chat with you so that you can have your own profitable online business. And thanks again for being here. We'll see you next week.